Welcome back to the Doggy Juice Pod, changing the way you think as a sports better. This is episode number 20, early Wednesday morning, November 21st, 2018, and I have returned from a short little 11-day trip to Europe across the pond. It's good to be back. It's Thanksgiving week here stateside, and what a week it is for sports betting, um, all the sports betting offerings this week, so... I'm excited to jump back into it. It was nice to get away for about a week and a half. Um, didn't have a podcast for the past two weeks, but um, I got to experience a lot of really cool stuff um, sports-wise um, in Europe. The biggest one, obviously, was, as I mentioned before I left, I was at the Manchester Derby as Man City beat Man United 3-1. to one. And honestly, I'm, I'm not sugarcoating this. This was without a question, the best sports uh, viewing experience of my entire life. Um, it was just, I, I can't, words can't describe how incredible the atmosphere was there. I know I will never match it. Um, it was Armistice Day. It was a night game, and I was sitting with a, a, they call it the singing section with all the city fans, and it was honestly the most incredible experience of my life because the passion that those fans have is something that is unmatched here in the States. I mean, you get a lot of fun stuff at um, football tailgates and everything, but this is a whole other level. I wish I could have taken a photo of the men's bathroom at halftime, but I probably would have been like mob mentality would have taken over and I would have probably been herded to death. But we're talking just, just jam packed like sardines, grown men going in there, not to pee. They didn't care about peeing. They pissed themselves. They went in there to smoke cigarettes because you're not allowed to do it in the stadium and uh, we'll just say do a lot of other drugs and drink and booze and sing songs. So literally, the, the scene in the bathroom, there's men that climbed up on top of the of like the stalls, grown-ass men with their bellies hanging out, pissing themselves, uh, snorting coke and, and uh, boozing and ripping heaters with you know, old men and young boys all together singing in unison. It's just a, a scene that I'll never forget. And being there for the, the Manchester Derby on that night was really special, especially seeing uh, my favorite team, Man City, uh, with Pep Guardiola at the helm. It was just, it was unreal. It was unbelievable, and it was a lot of fun watching City win that match, too. Uh, But I was also exposed to the European betting offerings, and it really reinforced what I've been saying all along on this podcast, that America is way behind where the rest of the world is, but it's catching up. And that's, you know, why I'm doing this podcast, because this is the the gold rush in America for sports betting. We actually had another state legalized, which I'll get to later um, in this uh, interim period, the past two weeks uh, since since I was here the last two weeks. Um, and in Europe, though, it's there, you can bet on any street corner in any country. I mean, I was it was not just the UK where you can just bet um, pretty much on any street corner. There are like 7-Elevens over there, but even in like Italy or uh, Central Europe, you can just find a, a shop to bet in. And the other main thing... And this is really like a, a key concept I'm trying to harp on here, but I just want to show that um, you can just—it's not as popular there to just bet your, you know, your pre-flop side bet. You know, like oh, I have—I have Man City to win. The offerings over there are so much more advanced in terms of the the props, the in-game offerings. It's just th- there's so much on the menu there that I think you know the states you're, you're seeing them start to catch up. Especially in Vegas, um, they're you know they're offering like awards props and MVP props and stuff. But 
it's a whole other animal over in Europe, and I think that we're still kind of stuck in the Stone Age over here, but it's starting to change, but it's we have a long way to go to to meet where they're at. I mean, you can literally bet on anything at any, about any point in the game. You think about it, you could probably bet it. You know, if there's going to be a goal in the 32nd minute or something like that, um, which goal scorer is going to score first, all that stuff. So it's really fun in Europe. They really have it figured out over there, and there's just no, there's not as much of a stigma with betting over there, as well. So, and there, there's obvious differences with, um, with limits, and I think they're more known to squeeze out winning players in Europe. But that's another story for a different day. But anyway, it's good to be back. That was a lot of fun. Um, definitely recommend anybody if you can get a chance to go to a Premier League match in the UK, especially one of the bigger clubs, if it's against a rival, especially. I highly recommend you do that because you're going to experience something that you just can't get here in the good old USA. But America's still the best. I'm happy to be back. It's Thanksgiving week. Perfect week to celebrate being American. And it's also perfect because we have every sport going on. And we also have a special golf matchup this Friday, the day after Thanksgiving, as um, Tiger Woods squares off against Phil Mickelson, which I'll touch on later as well. So this episode's going to be... A short one. I'm just going to jump into some quick hitters. A couple things uh, that I found. It's, I've still been working on uh, catching up on the numbers and trying to find value for the weekend because um, I got back on Monday and it's Wednesday morning. It's been tough to to adjust. I've had real life work in the way too, but um, working on that, trying to catch up on college hoops. I feel like I'm so far behind on that. A lot's been happening in college hoops. The NBA. What the hell happened to the Warriors when I was gone? Oh my god. The NBA Western Conference playoff standings looks like it shouldn't be the case, but there's it's a lot of interesting developments in the NBA right now. Kemba Walker coming out of nowhere. So these are exciting times. We have sports literally everywhere in every direction. So the more sports there are, the more betting opportunities. The bookmakers have to put everything up. We get to choose what we bet, and there's going to be a lot of soft lines there on the board this week and this weekend. So... I'm excited to jump in, excited to get back into it. It's been an unreal winning year. Number one football handicapper in the world, baby. Find someone who's better. I dare you. Someone someone who could prove it. Anyway, I'm also going to jump into some look-aheads for this weekend's card. We'll have another podcast later in the week, and then I have a bunch of guests. Uh, we have a whole slew of guests lined up for the upcoming weeks uh, into next month, into December. So things are exciting, and I'm happy to be back. Let's jump into some quick hitters. As I said at the open, welcome to the party, Pennsylvania. Another state has officially started taking bets, legalizing sports betting. Um, The Hollywood Casino did like a little test run last week, and then they started taking official bets. They launched last weekend with William Hill operating the first live sports book in yet another state. There's going to be more states to come. These are exciting developments, and especially look forward in 2019 because many states, including the state of Illinois, where most of my listeners reside, are going to be looking at legislation. A lot of states are tweaking their legislation. They're going to roll it out soon, and there's going to be more to come in 2019. So everyone stay up to date on that. I will. I will be obviously updating that, especially Illinois, as things continue to develop, but these are very exciting times there. As I've said, if 100% or even close to 100% of your bets are pre-flop side bets, then you are the square one. 
NFL teasers this season has been an absolute monster. 11 games in week 11 were decided by five points or less, and that's the most in NFL history. 22 of the 26 teaser sides came through this past week in the NFL. And remember, the way I've said all along, and listen back to the very first episode, the Sports Betting Ten Commandments, remember to tease the proper way in the NFL. And this year, you know, you can kind of throw that by the wayside, but in general, you want to make sure you're teasing through key numbers, especially the key numbers of three and seven. Make sure the math supports the tease. But just in general, if you're just blindly teasing in the NFL this season with the parody and everything going on, you are making mint. And if you're not teasing, you're just leaving money on the table. So make sure you're smart about it. But if you're just like trying to bet teams against the spread every week and that's the only thing you're looking to do, you're flipping a coin every week and you're not going to win in the long run. So that's my biggest takeaway from Europe, and I've been I've been preaching this all along, is think about other ways to bet. Get outside of that the construct in your mind of just betting a team before a game and just being stuck with that side that's that's just old school thinking that's not the way it's supposed to be that's not the way you're going to win and so get outside that i mean obviously a significant percentage of your bets will probably be that way but don't force yourself to bet that way think outside the box and look for situations where the math supports your your play especially i mean i'll always look for that but Look for spots where you're getting that extra value, and if it's via teaser or you know a, a derivative, first half, first quarter play, that's that's the way to go. That's where you find better edges in sports betting. So I'm going to continue to harp on that as we go. But that was just reinforced for me um, in the recent trip, and when you look at the the teaser results in the NFL from this past weekend, that's Monday night football game between the Rams and the Chiefs. We had a glimpse into the future of the NFL with that game, and. It might end up being like a watershed game where we look back at it, you know, two, three years from now, and we're like, you know, this is when the NFL really started to, you know, just go that route, that direction. I mean, look at the Super Bowl. You could look at this past year's Super Bowl as an example as well. You know, Tom Brady had the most passing yards ever in a Super Bowl, and they still lost. And, and uh, you know, you see this game this past weekend, there's – there's, they scored 105 total points. You saw live over under in the fourth quarter at 103 and a half. So it was it ended up being the the highest scoring Monday Night Football game of all time and the third highest scoring game of all time. The Rams winning 54 to 51. Um, I can only imagine what the exec, <laughs> the NFL execs for the other 30 teams were thinking while watching that one. They're like, oh shit, uh, we have to change our ways because that this is the future of the NFL. I think everyone knows that the, the rules have been changed to fit this model, and we saw it played at its highest level. Uh, even though there's a lot of flags thrown, that's another issue. The quote-unquote all-star crew was playing that, was uh, refereeing that game, but we saw a flag fest. But at the same time, when there's a lot of passes like that, you open up the door for a lot more flags, I suppose. Um, the Chiefs were also the first NFL uh, team, team in NFL history to score 50 points and lose in that game. And yet there were seven punts in the Monday night game when the over-under and total punts was 6.5. It was a bloodbath for the sports books with that game falling three. They got sided. A lot of books were offering uh, three and a half. You could have got plus three and a half with the, the Chiefs. And at some points you could have got less than a field goal with the Rams. Um, but that game landed three. The one, the one number the books did not want that to land on was three. Uh, there's a lot of six-figure losses for a lot of sports books out in Vegas, and 
even a seven-figure loss for a few sports books like William Hill, some of the bigger ones. Um, but yeah, that that was a crazy game. All the over props hit. The public cashed on the over in the third quarter. They all won, so they're gonna have more money this week to play with as well. But what an exciting game that was. That was easily the most exciting game of the season. Speaking of exciting things, what a wild start to the NBA season. I believe Kemba Walker became the first player to follow up a 60-plus point game with a 40-plus point game. Some shops still have him at 75-1 to to win the MVP. Um, That could be worth some some pizza money right there. Obviously, I fully expect the Greek Freak or the Brow to win it. I have my money on Greek Freak at 5-1. to I think that's 4-1 to and 5-1, to but... Nothing wrong with throwing a little bit on Kemba Walker. If one or two of those, you know, if Greek Freak or the Brow, if they go down with, with an injury or something like that, or if, you know, if Kemba Walker and Charlotte makes a nice run into the playoffs, this could be worth a look at 75 to 1, even, you know, 60 to 1. Just worth a little flyer, I think, in my opinion. Obviously, don't expect that to come close to cashing, but it could be worth a look. History is in the making in college football this weekend, and it involves the historically bad UConn defense in terms of total yards allowed. The previous worst was the 2015 Kansas defense, which allowed 6,730 total yards over the course of that season, a.k.a. 560.83 yards per game over 12 games. In order for UConn not to break that record and become the worst team of all time on defense, They'll have to somehow hold Temple to negative 163 total yards this weekend. I mentioned it at the beginning. We have a golf matchup between Tiger and Lefty this Friday. Terrible scheduling, though, on their part, trying to run this against college football on Friday, the day after Thanksgiving. But they're going to be mic'd up. It's going to be on pay-per-view. And obviously, if you're a sports fan, you got to check it out. This summer, some people said that that this match can rival Mayweather and McGregor in terms of total betting handle, but according to Jeff Sherman, the sportsbook manager at the Westgate Superbook in Vegas, he said that as of Tuesday afternoon, this event has less than 1% of the handle that Mayweather and McGregor got. Womp womp. But I'll still be watching. You saw this line move way up on Tiger as he had that amazing close to the uh, to the summer or midsummer, but I think you might see some value on Lefty here. Tiger's laying about minus two hundred. If you throw some pizza money on Lefty, probably getting the value. Um, at the same time, a lot of people don't want to really lay the money with Tiger, so I could see the Lefty price actually dropping more closer towards. I was going to say kickoff towards tee off, but I don't know. It's it's worth a look. I think maybe throwing some pizza money on Lefty. I don't know, but. At the same time, he already they already have a separate $200,000 side wager on lefty birdie in the first hole. So that's just worth watching just for the commentary and, and the degenerate nature of, of lefty alone. I think you're going to see a lot of cool side bets and just, I don't know, it's going to be good to watch as a sports betting fan because, you know, uh, Phil Mickelson's quite a degenerate himself. So that'll be exciting. And that's it for quick hitters. Let's... Now move on to look-aheads at the upcoming card in college football week 13 and NFL week 12. Yeah, baby! (laughs) All right, as I've said, I am still going through the numbers and catching up after being away. 
Um, so I don't have too many plays, especially in college where there's just more to go through. But I have some found some value already. And in college football, I will be on Ohio State. I already am on Ohio State, catching four and a half at home against Michigan. That's just too many points. I think we're getting about three points of line value here. This line should be a, closer to pick on Michigan maybe by one. Um, I understand that Michigan um, has been very good this year, but this line is just too much to uh, – that I just can't pass up on it. Urban Meyer is incredible as an underdog. He's only been an underdog 12 times in his career at a Power 5 program, and he is 10-2 and two against the spread in those 12 games. So at home – Catching four and a half against Michigan, you know, you lose by field goal, you still cash this one. So I have Ohio State plus four and a half in pocket. And this week in college, since it's week 13, it's especially important to look at team motivation because this time of year you can get with these college kids just completely different motivation between two different teams in in the same game heading into it. Especially look at teams that are bowl eligible. You know, you need six, or are about to be bowl eligible, so you need six wins to be bowl eligible. So those teams sitting with five wins this week, they need they need a win in order to get the bowl eligibility. Those could be worth a look. Sometimes this stuff is factored in, into the line, though, so you have to determine whether or not it is. But also teams trying to win their division, teams trying to set up for a better bowl game, versus teams that have really nothing to play for. I mentioned the dream crusher scenario, which is a pretty commonly understood term, but a team that last week lost their chance at accomplishing their season-long goal. They could have a flat spot this week. So this week, really look for those situations. There's a really good source. I've mentioned his name a few times, but Brad Powers over at pregame.com. He uh, posted, you check out his Twitter, at BradPowers7. He actually went through um, and made an entire list of teams with extra motivation this week, um, teams with bowl game and division championship scenarios. So, And he's got the lines in some of those games, so you could really look saves a lot of time just by going through that list now. But really look into that this week, checking out the motivations of certain teams. Sometimes you encounter a situation where the line looks too good to be true, and sometimes it is, but that could be the reason why in those scenarios. If you see a team that's you know you think should be getting more points than they are, they're giving too many points, it could be because the bookmakers already have this factored in, or maybe they don't. So that's up to you to determine. But looking at motivation at this point in the season is crucial in college football and if you have if you have a team that's one win away from accomplishing their goal or hitting a milestone you're going to at least you can bank on them having that extra motivation going in to the game or at least to not not have the motivation if that makes sense so in college this week I will be uncovering more value as the week goes by stay tuned uh, just check out my my Twitter and Instagram at doggy juice or reach out to me, uh, but I will be posting best bets later in the week. Obviously, we have a shortened week due to the holiday, so it's just extra work that must be done more quickly, but there's tons of good value out there to be found. A lot of softer lines this week in college football if you can search for it. And as I said, I'll be on that Ohio State game. In the NFL, if you were able to get ahead of it, and I did mention this to some people, but taking an early lead on... The Lions and the Dolphins were very prudent plays. I feel like they were a free roll at the lines they were being offered on with the quarterback situation with Trubisky up in the air, whether or not he'll play. It looks like he might play now. 
Um, but regardless, the line was factored in that like he was going to play. And then likewise in the Dolphins game, um, that line was factored in. The line offering that they were giving was with Tannehill not starting, and now it looks like Tannehill will likely start for the Dolphins. So I was able to get an early lead on the Lions at plus four at even money, actually. That one's down to three and three and a half with extra juice now. Also scooped up some money line at a good price on that, too. The Bears are on the shortest turnaround in NFL history. They played late Sunday night against Minnesota, and they did have to play hard till the end there because Minnesota, you know, they got that those garbage points at the end, but the Bears have to go from Sunday night playing, travel to Detroit to play early on Thursday morning. Nice job, NFL, on that scheduling, uh, flexing the Bears game to Sunday night. But for this spot, I think the Lions are used to the Thanksgiving game as well. Uh, the public's really high on the Bears, obviously, for good reason, but this is just too much line value on the Lions, in my opinion, at plus four even money. I think this line should be closer to Bears, laying a little bit less than a field goal, even closer to minus one, minus two in that range. So we're getting some value on the, the Lions at that number, plus four even money. I still lean them at plus three and a half with some extra juice if you can still find it, but now it looks like Trubisky will play, but I locked that down with the idea that, hey, the line's not going to get worse than plus four even money. It's only going to, you know, um, get, it's only going to move in my favor where I can play some back if I want to. So the Lions locked that down, and as I said, the Dolphins as well. I locked down plus 10 at minus 115. I think it's at seven and a half now that looks like Tannehill's going to start, but you can maybe shop around and find that. I still like that one at over anything seven and a half and better as well, but kind of late to the party on that one if you were able to get the plus 10 so it's all about finding the numbers early as i've said this is like a stock market game you know you could just play against the spread bets in the nfl just straight sides for 100 percent of your plays if you're going to flip a coin and you're going to lose in the long run the only way to win is to beat the market moves find the value especially in the nfl where it's so difficult to win in the long term um, i also lean a few other games um well, at least right now i'm looking at locking down a good price on the Vikings. If you can get it at a field goal, laying a field goal at home to the Packers this week, probably some extra juice finding that number, but I do like that spot for the Vikings. Uh, they're still, it's a big divisional game for both teams, but the, right now that line's saying that the teams are about equal, and I, I still think the Lions are better, or the, sorry, the Vikings are a better team than the Packers, and you might get a little bit of public sell-off on the Vikings, so it opens up some value on them. By, by a little bit lower on the Vikings this week. Um, some other games I'm going to be looking into the rest of the week. It's going to be ugly, but I might end up sticking some Atlanta Falcons plus 13 in pocket, especially with low juice. If you can get up to plus 14, it's an auto take. The Saints laying that many, that many points at home in a division game, a rivalry game. That's just too many points. Falcons can put up points themselves we're gonna see a high scoring game there but so it, you know could easily lose the higher variance game like that but that's just value that's the only way to look on that one and there's also a few teaser candidates this week teasing through the seven and the three you can look at the cowboys opening up one with them uh tease them to under a field goal you can look at the colts still although i think that line eh, it's, as i've said i think the values on miami they're even at plus seven and a half but you could tease the colts down to Minus one and a half as part of a teaser leg and just ask for them to basically win the game outright. So that's that's worth a look. And also the Patriots, you could potentially tease them, although that line's up to minus nine right now. If you could you know, get that teased through the seven and the three, could be worth a look as well. And 
Uh, what other? There's another one in there too. I mean, the Jets. There's probably value on the Jets if you can get them at plus ten. They always play the Steelers or the Patriots really well um, at home, especially when you look at their ATS numbers against the Patriots the past few years. They always seem to step it up against their division rival there. And that's pretty much it, though, for at least right now. Value might open up open up later in the week, but we'll see. Um, it's a fluid situation as always. But that's going to do it for look-aheads. I will be back later in the week with another podcast. We'll take some looks at some hoops plays as well. I'm really going to start transitioning into more basketball as time moves on. But right now we're like in that, that sweet spot where we have everything going on and football is really heating up. The playoff races in the NFL are starting to heat up and obviously the bowl situation in college football is starting to become more clear. So... Always searching for that value. Stay tuned. Keep looking at the Doggy Juice Twitter and Instagram at Doggy Juice. And as always, remember to get your Doggy Juice Challenge picks in on Thursday. Actually, I'm going to do it a little bit earlier. I'll probably post it later today on Wednesday now since we have Thursday games for the Super Contest. Um, I'm going to post the Super Contest lines for the variation I play in the Chicago Super Contest. I'm actually tied for second place right now on that one if you're going 3-2 last week. Um, but I'm going to post those lines. Just get me your favorite five against the spread. Send them to me before the games start. And if you go 5-0, and I will send you a $25 Venmo prize. We've had two guys do it already this year, Zizzle Bizzle and Magic Man. So you could be number three. Get that $25 Venmo prize. Just go 5-0 and and send me your Monday Night Football total score prediction as the tiebreaker in case one person, more than one person goes 5-0. and So good luck to everybody. I hope you have a fantastic Thanksgiving. Celebrate sports and sports betting here in America. And enjoy the time with your loved ones. Hope you cash all your bets. I will be back later this week with another podcast. We're going to move forward, keep winning, and keep scraping out those edges over time and building up that bankroll. All right, everyone. Enjoy your Thanksgiving. Gobble, gobble. I'll be back. Talk to you soon. Good luck. Doggy Juice out. <laughs>